We're gone. We're I'm live. Stoked. We are rolling. We're literally live in all tonight the places. Live podcast first of the month. Welcome. I have a message from a from Rosebud PA. Wait, first of the year. Happy 2024. Yeah, to all. To all. Hope you had a nice break. Welcome. We were relaxing. Yeah, we were. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, A says Happy New Year, bitches. Oh, thanks, A. Mm-hmm. Is your resolution to start telling the truth or are you going to keep your deceitful ways? There's only one way to find out. And trust me, I'll expose the truth. Please, A, elaborate on these secrets and lies that Michelle and I tell every week. Is it that because you're Michael and that's the lie is that we are telling the folks that you're Michael, but you're not? That's literally the only lie that's the only one i can think of yeah that we could potentially be lying about right but yeah if you're new here and this is your first time tuning in and you just found us because it's the new year and you're like i need new podcast yeah uh we had an a a personal a last year and now we have a new a person acting as a or persons yeah could be persons and we're suspecting that one of those persons person is one of our listeners yes so. the account was an email a from rosewoodpa at gmail.com and last year it was our lovely patron and listener kate yeah and we are pretty sure it's not her again um that someone has taken over the account so this is really fun and i can't wait maybe by the end of the season we will have a reveal what was the subject line um it was, was it just happy I think new year it was happy new year or mm. new year new something mm. i will go and like look at all the emails <laughs> this time because last time yeah. there was a clue there yeah keep them coming though yeah um i will put them in a special folder however yes, yes if you're new we are liars literally a, a pretty little liars podcast we recap the episode and Michelle, our newbie, Hi. makes predictions. Yeah. I'm Liz. I've seen this show um, more times than I should, probably at my age. Um, but it's been a while. So it's yeah. like watching for the first time. Yeah. We're discussing season two, episode eight, titled Save the Date. Original air date was August 2nd, 2011, written by Matt Witten and directed by Chris Grismer. When Emily's dad surprises her before a big swim meet, the pressure sends her to the hospital. Spencer and Aria use the opportunity to dig for clues about Allison's death. I loved, I had um, a couple people write in about this and also on the wiki and um, IMDb, everyone was saying how we could assume that we're only in October because the save the date is for November 11th. 2011 which is like a roughly around six weeks from the episode <gasps> which makes absolutely zero sense because they started school in september of 2010 and we have not seen an entire year pass <laughs> so something's wrong wait what the math ain't math and they didn't really you sure we didn't take a, a summer break nope but they took SATs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All of what we've seen in season one, season two are all the same year. No. I know. It's hard to believe, but it is. We have not had any breaks. It We, we start in the summer right before school. Right. We start and we go into school. 
and we haven't left. So it's only been like two months. It technically has only been two months, but to the audience, it had to. It feels like we've been watching maybe <laughs> at least six to eight months of content, but we haven't, which doesn't make any sense. That, wow. Mm-hmm. So someone didn't do the math. What the fudge? Yeah, the show is. Uh, it's a wackadoodle time, but we're gonna start with a good review from yes. one of our listeners. This is so exciting. Our Apple podcast review says, got a secret. Can you keep it? I can't lie. Yes. Manicure emoji or nails <sighs> emoji. And then the shh. Love it. Emoji. I cannot get enough of Liz and Michelle's podcasts. I've been watching the OC for the first time, but I'm caught up currently on the pod to where I'm in the show and needed a new pod to listen to at work. I've seen Pretty Little Liars in its entirety twice now, and I'm so excited to see this pod progress. You ladies are my comfort, and I'm so thankful for you in every season. I'm listening to Three Gossip Girls as well. Oh, wow. This show is a hot mess, but stick with it. It pays off in the end, especially if you go to watch, if you go on to watch The Perfectionists. Mm. Liz is like, we'll see how we're feeling. It only got one season, but is easily one of my favorite shows. Would love to hear Anne's perspective on PLL, but I feel like getting him to watch it might be a bit of a stretch. Keep up the great work, ladies. Also, keep an eye out for the author of the book series, Sarah Shepard. She makes another a cameo. Also, the set designers for PLL put so many clues out there for the viewers, especially in the A scenes at the end of the episodes. And this is from Christine Emily. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow. Okay. So we got to keep uh, an eye out. Yeah. I mean, to a point, I feel like you don't even know what you're seeing when you're seeing it, though. And yeah, even that's true. if you were to see it and then I, I just feel like the message boards were so great back in the day and having the wiki back in the day because during the episode or after the episode, like everyone, I mean, now we have um, Reddit, people do posts yeah. in there. Yeah. But I feel like you would probably miss it, right, you know, first glance and then come back to it, which people do often with this show. You yeah, have I think to. you would have to. Yeah. Okay. okay. So let's get into the, the nitty gritty of the episode. I'm going to start with Emily because she had some uh, some interesting stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So she's continuing to really intensify her training. She can't even have juice in the morning, this poor girl. She doesn't want to spike her blood sugar. And Hannah's like, I'm having Cocoa Puffs. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I would love to be eating some Cocoa Puffs right now. But she's putting on her pain cream because she you can see even in this episode, she like has like a pain. It looks yeah. like under her ribs mm-hmm. and which I'm like, mm, probably not a spot you should be applying pain cream because it's probably not a, a muscle pain. Right, right. Um, and Hannah notices that she's been using a lot of this cream. And then we go to school and Emily is still stressed about everything. And then to add to that, her dad's in town because he was going to have a a flight delay and so he decided to stay and watch her swim meet with the Danby coach because the scout uh, Danby scout is coming and he was excited to potentially get the chance to speak with this scout so now Emily is like really going insane because she's so stressed and this 
beyond overly dramatic scene. I mean, I have always said about myself and I said, I'm in physical therapy right now for my, my shoulder. And I said to her, I go, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but I have like a really high tolerance for pain. Like you could, I, you could really do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you that I can't do it because I just don't, I just work through the pain. I'm like, but this seemed a little like a lot of pain. And I don't know. I've had very close to having an ulcer in my life. Really? Yes. I had like a really bad, um, oh my God, what is it called? I can't think of what the word is called. Okay, but close. Like an attack, you know, a a gastritis attack. Uh And um, I mean, it was very painful, but it wasn't to the point where I needed to fall on the ground and cry and go, ah! (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Please, anyone out there, I'm not trying to throw shade at Emily saying that she's a little wimp, but I felt like it was a little much for an ulcer. Yeah, I mean, it kind of fits for how this episode was going. It was extreme. Everything was just, like, amped up. I also am with you when I feel vain. I'm trying to think, like, the last time I felt, like, deep, deep well, pain. I mean, you literally the rib. rib broken. And I, like, but I was home. She danced at my wedding with a broken rib, y'all. Y'all, I don't. <laughs> Because I was so sucked in, everything was tight. I felt supported. Oh, that's really how I think. So glad. But even by myself, I'm like very. I'm like my mom has always called me the silent sufferer Mm -hmm. because I don't. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Glitter. (laughs) Um. Well, wait. Hold. Happy New Year. Is that what that was about? Okay, I, quick story, I updated my computer (laughs) over break, and when I was on Riverside with Seth, I was, like, talking with my hands, and my hand made a thumbs up, and their, like, thumbs up bubbles came, and I was like, (gasps) and Seth was like, what was that? I was like, I have no idea. Oh, my God. But I didn't know it would work on all these different platforms, and then it did it on Zoom, too, on my Zoom meeting. And I was like, what? What is happening? It's like recognizing your motion and sending an emoji or something. I don't know. That was really great. That was so. I mean, it's fitting. It's the new year, right? It's the I new year. What happened? Yeah, there? we're on our video, guys, because we're live tonight. Yes, we are. Reactions happened. I just turned them off. That's right. Gosh, that's that was weird. so funny. Yeah. But anywho, if mm-hmm. any of our listeners have ever had an ulcer, please let us know if this was extreme or not. Yeah. Or maybe you're just keep it to yourself. So you don't, I don't know. I think some people I think you just feel the like, pain. And then someone will come over and you'll be like, yeah, I think I need to go to the hospital. Yeah. I wouldn't collapse in the ground. Yeah. Or you collapse, but you're quiet. You're like, right. You're just like, mm. right. <laughs> what do we know? Anyway. So they end up taking her to the hospital, of course. She's initially diagnosed with having this ulcer in her stomach due to stress. It's it's induced because of stress. Yeah. And so her dad's like, this is crazy. You can't be worrying about swimming so much or your scholarship. He eventually tells her, look, this you need to stop stressing. We'll find another way to pay for college if for some reason you can't swim or you don't get the scholarship. It's fine. So, because in this episode, she really does want to tell him, like, because the stress is getting to her so much, she's like, I need to tell my dad what I did or what A did and just be free of it so she can move on. And um, he tells her, like, look, it's all right. Then Ren, who 
<laughs> is doing his rotations at Rosewood Community Hospital. For like what he say, six to ten weeks or something like this? No, longer than that. Six did, months? Did he give a time frame? I thought he frame? gave a time frame. And I was like, oh, is Ren back as now an, another character, reoccurring character? <sighs> yeah, well, he had put in that he wanted this hospital, obviously, because he and Melissa at the time were together. And now they are not. And he said, haha, fate has playing a joke on him we'll see what happens there but he goes into emily's room and when she's in private and he tells her that her labs came back with high doses of hgh in her bloodstream (laughs) human growth hormone which she denies ever taking of course and even though she's an athlete she still wouldn't you know risk it and she begs him like please i did not do this please do not tell my parents please buy me some time because I will take your test again. I know I didn't take it. But then on her food in her soup lid is a note from A basically alluding to that she has been, I don't know how this works. She's been rubbing HGH, I guess, on her via the cream. (laughs) On her via the cream. Via the cream. Yeah. I'm surprised that Ren didn't say like, hey, we're using any kind of topical treatments. There has. To, how is this getting into your system? I guess because it's such a crazy. Yeah, and maybe he thinks she's lying. Inj- right. He probably thinks she's. He probably hears it all the time, right? Like kids that are taking yeah. this to you know better their scores and stats or whatever, and uh, he probably didn't question it. But we'll yeah. see. You know what the aftermath of that is. But unfortunately, she. Uh, She's got that going on or stuff. So she's having a rough day. Yeah. Uh, Kat wants to know, do you predict that Emily's swimming career is over for good? Do you think she'll continue? Mm. Not for good. I mean, it's an ulcer. It's okay, <laughs> we know the HGH, obviously. But yeah, everyone only just knows that it's an ulcer. So to me, I'm like, OK, you know, give her a, a few weeks. She'll be. Yeah, but if this is on her medical records, we have to somehow erase that information or delete it. And I guess Ren will be on their side because Mm. he's like way too interested in Spencer. He's way too interested. And you're you're an adult. It's every single one of them has this lurking predator. I know. I know. They're children. Minus Emily's Oliver, who might be age appropriate. What's her name? We don't, Samara, we don't, she might not even be age appropriate. That's true. That's true. We don't know. They yeah. don't confirm. We know for sure Ren is not. Well, also, like, he's why, would, age. why would you be so into Spencer? I don't know. I got the vibes that he's very much still into her right? in this episode. Like, I, I, while I get it, like, she's an appealing person. But she's in high school. She's in high school. You have nothing in common. You're, All you do have in common is helping out people because of this fucked up situation. Like your priorities, you have your residency right now. Hello, like why to me you're like in different books. Different stages of life, yeah. different walks of life. Like not, none of it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Well, and then we have Hannah storyline with this uh, parent situation. Another frustrating plot because as michelle says it was a waste of time as i teased that it would be tom has stayed the night and he doesn't really hide it from the girls in the morning he wants some coffee 
Ashley is like, I thought you were going to stay upstairs. Like, he doesn't give a shit. They have a good groove. They're like making innuendos at in the breakfast table like it's nasty. Uh, until Hannah gets a save the date from Tom and Isabel's wedding. And Ashley's like, oh, your wedding's in six weeks. And like she knew. Yeah. He didn't call it off. But I guess, you know, it was real a reality well, slap that Isabel it. clearly doesn't know anything clearly. Or if she does is still proceeding with the wedding. Also, it's six weeks. That is such a small. Yeah, that's like unheard of. Time. Or is she rushing it for other reasons? Like, is she trying to rush it to maybe like get Tom quicker? Or, yeah, but Tom uh, would know when he's getting married. Right. That is something you usually. No, of course. No, like discuss with your soon to be spouse. Right. The day it's happening. Yeah, this was so annoying. Is he gone? Is he on the island? He's not. No. Mm. All right. But he's not He's not on the island, but is he gone for now? No. Oh <laughs> I mean, he might be gone like soon, but he's not well, I'm sure gone we, from the season. We probably have the wedding. We go we go back to this that goes situation. To. I'm predicting now. Yeah. Uh later in this episode since Ashley has seen the save the date, she can't have it on her head anymore. She tells Tom, look, you need to go home. What we're doing is wrong. That's it. Like, I I don't want to be this person. Mm-hmm. And now she, tell, she tells Hannah that I know what it's like to be Isabel. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Isabel was, was, I guess are you saying Isabel was a mistress and he cheated on you with Isabel? Pretty much. So... I guess Isabel knew that he was married. Just like Ashley knows he's going to be getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. I'm glad she realized it sooner than later that like she doesn't actually want to be with Tom. She just wants, she just, I guess, had this like last hurrah Mm -hmm. because they ended so poorly and he cheated. I'm sure they have obviously so much history that never, there was not really like a resolution there. And so. I'm sure it's always good to like revisit that old comfort. Yep. And it feels wrong. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so wrong. It's so right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to Ash, uh, Ashley in a little bit. But we had in last week's episode, this black car. Yeah. Following Caleb. And the same thing is happening in this episode, except this time Hannah notices it. And she notices the car and that they have a file of Caleb. This is just so obvious. It's in downtown, pure daylight. Window is open. And the car is not that far away from Caleb. Anybody could notice this and peek in. Caleb's making his transaction basically in the in the middle of the sidewalk. So I don't... But like you said, it doesn't seem like anything bad is happening. You're just like exchanging money and... They're exchanging money in a cell phone. Like Mike had emailed like, what do they think he's actually doing like they make it seem like he's like dealing drugs right right and it's i guess take caleb's defense as he kind of says later on of like i stopped looking or like looking around when to him it's just like yeah we're just exchanging right money. he's like i'm just doing my job and it's not the bad hustling right. and hannah keeps like getting herself involved in it and he's like please stop telling me what i'm doing is wrong like this is my job so then Hannah ignores a phone call from him later and Spencer notices. And at this point, she's like, what's going on? So Hannah tells her, I think 
Caleb's being watched. I haven't told him. And she's like, why? And Hannah's like, because I don't want him to leave. Yeah. And Spencer's like, yeah, but if the cops get him, he's leaving anyway. So you basically (laughs) should just tell him. Yeah. And then then to add more stress is when she goes home and she sees that Ashley's cleaning out the fridge of all Tom's stuff. And at this point, I'm like, oh, Hannah, girl, it's so much more complicated than you could ever imagine. But she's mad at her mother for not being with her father. Yeah. But doesn't every kid who has divorced parents hope that their parents will get back together absolutely like i can sympathize right as a 16 year old wanting your parents to be together that's the bigger picture but it's right. not it's right both of them individually being happy and ashley says like i've matured and moved on your father has not mm-hmm. and i don't need that in my life and i'm so happy that she realized it so much sooner than she yeah. could have yeah <laughs> for sure but and kind of like storms out she really is She's acting like a teenager. Very teenager. Her age is showing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she's made, she makes some very, like, not inappropriate comments, but just like, uh, like, careless comments in this episode. So, yeah. People are kind of annoyed with her. All right. So, back to the Caleb stuff. Hannah is in disguise and she, like, pulls up to Caleb. She's like, get in the car. so ridiculous and she speeds <laughs> off and they go to this remote location and she tells him this is spencer's family's like cabin it's hidden and he's like well, what's going on so she tells him i think you're being watched and i have you you know caught obviously you haven't caught on to this and she says this is something to do with what you told me last time and your past in allentown and he says it could be but he's not sure and if this person has something to say to him they should just say it to his face because he'll you know tell them the truth i guess so at this point they have like a sweet little cabin fire and kasana tells him you know i didn't tell you because i was afraid you were gonna leave and he's like i'm not going anywhere it was sweet it was sweet it was a very romantic what you would love to have it as, as a 16 yes. year old you know i ate the it the brush up. the brush of oh, the hair oh i ate it up <laughs> i was like i love watching these two on screen together yeah they have great chemistry mm-hmm. <laughs> the sounds tonight. there's so many there's so many it sounds, sounds like a giant monster's gurgling <laughs> stomach that's where we live uh vic asked if we would leave town if we were caleb I don't know. I don't, think, I don't know. It depends on what I think they thought I did. I, guess. I know. <laughs> I need to understand. Uh, right. It's very like there's no detail. We don't know enough yet. And Caleb right. doesn't think it's a big deal yet. Right. So in Caleb's mind, he's like, I don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Later, Hannah sees this black car and she goes up to it and she's like, hey, you stop. Listen. Caleb has friends and family here. They're not going to let him go anywhere. They're going to protect him. So leave him alone and get out. Can you imagine? No, I could never <laughs> imagine. Balls to do that. I know. I'm like, girl, you don't know who you're messing with. This guy could pull a gun out of you. I know. But she, uh, she didn't care, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then Caleb conf- conf- like comforts Hannah later on. They're outside of Lucky Leon's and they're watching this family have ice cream together and Hannah's depressed because she's like, I'm never going to have that. I'm never going to have the two happy parents and the happy kid. And Caleb like comforts her. And then we pan back to this black car and you hear this man say to someone on the phone, he knows that I'm here and he doesn't want to see you. 
So I'm taking that as family related or like you used to work with us family related. Okay. Like it's either chosen family or blood family is because it's making it seem like it's his choice. Like Caleb's fully aware he's choosing not to. Right. Well, I also think that whoever he's talking to on the phone is he's not explaining like Caleb knows that someone's watching him, but he doesn't know who that person is or right. right. Besides what Han has told him. So that person saying like, he doesn't want to see you. Well, Caleb doesn't know right. <laughs> who but, this person on the other side of the phone call is. So, but it's making it seem like it was hired to spy. Like he, this person. Yeah. Like he's a PI. Hi, hi, right. Hired to watch Caleb, find Caleb, yeah. find out things about him. And not for like criminal activity. Right. Well, that, right. Yeah. Uh, people want to know who exactly do you think this person is talking to? Yeah. I think it's blood family or chosen family. Like anyone specific. I'm trying to remember if Caleb said if his, I don't remember what you told me. Is Caleb mom's dad? She's not dead. Dad's dead. He's not dead. I don't even know why Caleb is the way he is. I don't remember. I think his... Awful. I, guys, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure, if my memory serves me correctly, he his mom left when he was small. Okay. So, and I don't think he ever knew who his dad was. Okay. So I'm going to go with mom. Good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Over to Aria. <laughs> uh, first, though, we have to talk about Mike, who is... Still um, angsty, very teenager angst in this episode. Ella witness his, witnesses him, and it seems to be one of his friends in an altercation when this classmate says to him, like, oh, like breaking and, breaking and entering is your new sport. And Mike gets upset, and they f- push each other, but Ella gets in there pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And she tries to connect with him, and he just blows her off. And then later, she goes into his bedroom, and she's trying to connect to him further, and he just blows up. He's like, I can't be vulnerable with you because I don't know if you're going to leave again, which I'm like, what did you think about this reasoning for why he has this behavior? Well, I mean, he's feeling some sort of neglect. Right. But like she's been back for so I don't I think we should have saw more strain on the family to have Mike act like this. Right. Agreed. And I think, I guess, like, you're supposed to use your imagination and put the pieces yeah, together. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this family dynamic has been ruined for a while. But, like, it's, um, this scene didn't, no, didn't affect me. It fell short. It fell short. It didn't feel complete. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hear a little bit more about why you're feeling neglected. And, like, I'm not trying to invalidate the sure. reasoning. Right. But you can see Ella, she's thinking, and then she, like, kind of, the way Holly portrays it, like, she, like, has a light bulb, like, oh, this is why he's doing it. And I'm like, okay, well, it's good that she's she knows. Yeah. But, I don't know, there's some, something more needs to come from that. Especially if we are leaning into this and giving this screen time, then provide. Right. Or is it, is this like, another, like, air time? And if it was just to serve the purpose to throw us off a little bit with the whole Jenna thing and the phase and to leave us to Everett. Garrett, what is wrong with me? There's a lot of people's names you have to remember. No, 
guys, we're like a season and episodes into this. I should have everybody down pat. But Everett, where did I get that <laughs> I from? I don't know. It's a nice name. Paulo. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. The device, like. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> if that was all we were going to do with Mike. We should have just like let this fade out. And I don't think any of us would have noticed like, wow, we never went back to that. The whole gun comment. Remember that? I remember that. Mm -hmm. But I guess we're still continuing of we need to work on Mike and we need to work on Tom and Hannah. Mm -hmm. Hello. Can we just focus on Allison's murder and A? That is why we're here. I know. If we did, then we would only have like a three season show. That's fine. It's probably for the best. It would be. It would have been for the best. Yeah. It would have been. This show, I think, would have done really well if it was nowadays with a 10 episode. Mm-hmm. You know, how tele- television is now. They would have had to really get to the point. Right. Right. Yeah. So a little bit of Ezra going on, who is just unbearable. He comes to see Arya. She's. At Hollis in Pottery, she's the only one there because she has to finish a project. And he mentions, you blew past my apartment this morning. Basically, like, saying, like, you didn't come and say hello. And, like, I had to come and find you here. And then she kind of brushes off, like, a gesture he was doing to her. Like, he was, like, putting his arms around her. And she's like, can we do this later? Like, can we not? I have yeah, to finish Yeah, he was this. trying to, like, recreate ghosts. Yeah. Oh, no. We both... We were saying this when we were watching. We both really liked Arya and how she's not so like, you know, falling to him. Yeah, I really appreciate so she's needy. He's Ugh. so I think it's like an extreme because he's so needy and it's refreshing to see her not like fall at his feet. Basically. Yeah. And, she, you know, he's feeling a little threatened mm-hmm. from the Jason situation. Well, I would be as well. Yeah, I guess. We're still waiting for that. Yeah. No, but I just mean okay. this the scenario of you're dating someone in secret. Nobody knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like she's at a point where she's like actually confident in their relationship so much that she doesn't need that neediness yeah. at that time with him. But he's seeing like someone else could be obviously interested in her or, mm-hmm. you know, that she could be vulnerable with someone else and he gets super needy. Yeah. Um. So I like that dynamic because when we first see them, like it's they're so ri- ridiculously crazy for each other, even though it felt like to me there's no substance. And a lot of the time it was her. It was her. Being very much. Yeah. And he was like, OK, him. well, what do you want me to do about it? And now mm-hmm. it's like role reversal and he's the needy one. And it's so unbecoming of him. And then he flat out just asks her, should I worry about Jason? And she's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? No. Can I just finish my pottery? Like, I just need to finish this enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's like, please call me later. She's like, I'll call you later. Got she it. doesn't, by the way, <laughs> because she has other things to do. He says to her, why didn't you tell me about Mike? And she says, I was embarrassed. And the only person that knew was Jason because he had broken into his house and he was caught. And he's like, oh, that's what you guys were talking about. Like kind of feels better about it. Um, but you know, he just wants to know is Jason a threat? And mm-hmm. then, as we said, Ezra goes to see Arya at the hospital with Emily. This was so he's, weird. It was so unnecessary. Uh, Spencer's like, oh, he's texting. She's like, yeah, he texted, but he's in the lobby. Like I was for, I forgot to call him. 
And he's like, what can I do? And I'm like, what are you going to do? The the fact that these girls are even there to stay with her. Like, yeah. I can, I can, an apparent, yes, it makes sense. A sibling, yes. But like, I can't imagine like me just, and I, of course I do it for you, but me hanging around for 12 hours to see how your ulcer is at the hospital. Yeah, not 12 hours. <laughs> Definitely would visit and right. visit multiple visiting, days in a row. Visiting hours. But I wouldn't be like you know, staying. Yeah. And then just for Ezra to show up again, because he's feeling like something's not right. Yeah. He's feeling a little neglected, I guess, in his relationship. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you can come over after. And she's like, I'm going to go home. Ew. I'm tired. Dude. I'm just going to go straight home. My parents are already crazed. Yeah. So no. And then she gets a call from Jason. And he's like, oh, you need to take that? And she's like, no, it's just my dad. Mm. Oh, so she lied. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want him to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But oh well. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then over to Spencer, we have the girls now are on to Garrett because of this Jenna and the pottery. And they're parked outside Emily's old house because she had to go check on the tenants from an alarm situation. And they see Garrett, who used to be her next door neighbor, head into Jenna's house with nobody home. They witness, it's so ridiculously awkward, (laughs) Jenna in front of the window undressing into her lingerie. And the girls are like gasping, like, I guess because they didn't realize they were hooking up. They just thought that, I guess they were in cahoots and friends or like working together. So now they're like noticing like, oh no, ew, they're hooking up. I have to say. Which is illegal. Sure, but we haven't seen Jenna in a couple episodes. So to have this like reveal, like welcome back queen. (laughs) She's just standing in front of the the window with the lights on, no shades, no curtains. like, why is she standing in front of the window? I'm like, she doesn't know that there's people looking at her. But Garrett does. Garrett, no, Garrett, People why? People in the chat are like, doesn't, doesn't he sense that someone's looking at him? Not even that. Like, I don't know. If it's dark out, yeah, I'm not really making out with my lover in front of wide open windows, especially with this age difference. Anybody yeah, can good. see these two hooking up. It's not good. They yeah, do it he, right by the window. They didn't even, they didn't close the window. It really was bad. Because you can stare right in. In the dark, when the lights are on, you can look right into everyone's houses. And they're right by the window. And they're right in This isn't the like we're doing a long view here. Know, maybe they wanted to like Yeah, I think get they're that kind of into that voyeur, voyeurism, <laughs> you know? Like cooking, kinky shit. All right. Yeah. Okay. Mike has asked, have either of us ever done something in front of an open window, not thinking people could look in? Uh, I think so. I'm pretty like... Yeah. specific about not doing things or like not being nude out of coming out of the shower when I know it's dark out and the lights are on the windows <laughs> open. <laughs> I mean, but in right. the daytime, yeah, it's okay because I'll just run to the other room or <laughs> whatever, but. Yeah, no. No. Not that I know of. Not that I've like ever, no one's ever reported back and been like, saw you at the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're boring people. Yeah. Uh, Garrett sees Spencer at school and he asks her why that she cut the convo short. It seems like you were getting somewhere, he says to her. And she's like, yeah, my mom called me. I had to go. And he seems to be interested in what Spencer wants to know. And then they show us an important but a quick scene of Garrett and Jenna in the car and they're 
doing their stupid, silly private talk about the Jason and the, the whatever thing. And Jenna tells him that this needs to be taken care of because Garrett says that Spencer's questioning the murder weapon if a male or female had used it if Ian had killed Allie. Um, and so Jenna's like, we need to take care of this. And I'm like, you gave no details here, obviously, because they know something we don't. Well, obviously, but I can't even give a good prediction on that. I can't even give a good prediction on it. I (laughs) truly have no flipping clue. Nope. I think they're just trying so hard to make these two look very suspicious. And not saying they're not suspicious, because they could be suspicious of many things. They're suspicious. But the way they're doing it now, especially like in... In season two, I feel like it doesn't make it sense. doesn't. You're just what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? Interesting. I don't like that's just my opinion. Like, obviously, I know what happens. But like with this, I specifically remember absolutely nothing of what they're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm curious. <laughs> those who have seen this series before. Those who know more than me. Those who know. Can you write to Liz? Send us an email. Can you tell me and yeah <laughs> fill her in and then maybe she can fill me in in a way that doesn't super spoil like does this does this have a good follow-up right like i don't follow remember through. i remember some stuff i remember i remember some stuff but i don't know what we're talking about right now <laughs> right. i don't know what we're what we're getting at right now mm. that's all mm-hmm. uh so spencer is surprised to see Ren at her door. He tells her he's looking for Melissa. She's not in town. She went back to Philly. And then this is when he tells her, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm moving to Rosewood again because I'm in rotation. And can we get a cup of coffee? I'm knackered. Mm-hmm. I guess he's tired. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she's like, oh, you want to date me? Well, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, we could do tea. It's fine. He's so annoying and I, inappropriate. Uh, yeah. I can't believe he's back. Oh, so Kat says, what do you think will come of Ren's six-month placement okay. in Rosewood? Why did he accept or not even attempt to go to another location? Yeah, well, we know why. We're into the little sister. <laughs> We're into the little sis. <laughs> And he's just, he's trying to be charming. He's not. It, right. It's not coming across that. It's not good. No. I'm not into it. Michelle said multiple times this felt like the secret life of the American teenager tonight. Yeah, and I it, have to agree. It felt very ABC family. <laughs> yes. It felt very secret life. Mm-hmm. The music was giving One Tree Hill. Yeah. Very so loud. loud. And what we mean by that is loud that you couldn't hear the dialogue. Yeah. The volume. The use of music, like the choices over certain scenes or under whatever. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh (laughs) Not great. (laughs) And then she just randomly is like, hey, do you know how to like, you want to look at dead body with me? Like, do you know how to read a autopsy report? And he's like, what? And so she kind of picks his brain a little bit about murder weapons, which I have to mention and I could be potentially be making up things here and Mm -hmm. please listeners correct me but 
I thought when they had pronounced her dead and found her body in the first season, they told us she died from strangulation. I also. Or asphyxiation, right? She died from not being able to breathe. Well, the dirt. Right. However, Spencer and all, they just keep getting their head wrapped around a murder weapon. It's like, well, if she was strangled or if she was smothered, there wouldn't necessarily be like a murder weapon. So I'm like, why are we hanging on this? Well, because then they find out the dirt. So she was right. buried alive. Right. So then we develop it more. When we go to the morgue, the girls look at her autopsy report and they find that, yes, she did die of asphyxiation because she was buried alive, but she was also hit in the head with a blunt object. Yeah. But I was just so confused. I'm like, why are they are, why are they going so hard in this like murder weapon if they told everyone that she was asphyxiated, like she died of asphyxiation? I don't know. But I mean, t- so technically she did. Yeah, because and what it seems like she was running, trying to escape, was hit over the head, fell. They were like, let me get rid of this, buried her alive, essentially. Yeah. They just left that part out. Right. Which, because, I mean, it's 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 so so, dark. It's so dark, so deep. And I, you know, if the family even knows this, like, it's real. that's really fucked up and really sad stuff to hear about anyone. And um, the girls, unfortunately, well, I mean, you know, they put themselves in the line of fire, but they had to read that about their friend. Yeah. Um, they take this file and they go show Emily. And at this point, Spencer's like, it had to be Jason because he's the last person that had this hockey stick. Mm-hmm. I know Aria doesn't want to hear this, but I think that it was Jason. And then they're looking through the autopsy report. They find every page except for number five. And a number five is like, exactly how she yeah what i guess that die i mean i'm not really do they tell us what's on page five i guess it's just a very yeah. the part where maybe the summary of like who they think is like they think the suspect right like a suspect of like stature of a person or gender or something like that mm-hmm. um there that's missing of course mm-hmm. and then our last scene is someone in the morgue lying down and then they like pop up as if they were hiding under a sheet. Very ridiculous. Also, Presumably just a. like that janitor eating Oreos. Eating Oreos. like Is that the janitor? Or is I, it, I guess it's the guy who works in the morgue. What's that? Is that a mortician? No, that's someone who like funeral fancies home. up the bodies. Fancies up. Fancies, fancies up. up. At a funeral home. Um, maybe it's not. Uh, no, I don't think it was the coroner. Yeah. Right, that's who. That's just the, like an open package of Oreos. Yeah, and the grass. And we're just eating them. Gross. Yeah, it's gross. But we're going to take a short break, and I hope you enjoy this secret A voicemail. Pause the drama, Betty. While other podcasts might try to sell you some real meal kit, listen to Michelle only traffic in secrets and lies. And there's plenty more of that coming right up after this break. AI. Wait, so they said, well, hey, other- do you want us to edit out the AI? Because I love keeping it in, but I feel like you paused this time, so we wouldn't keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> this, okay, so I had a little bit of difficulty actually hearing what this voicemail said completely, but 
my i put this transcript in descript by the way shout out to descript uh, and it says pause the drama bettys while other podcasts might try to sell you some real meal kits listen michelle only trafficking secrets and lies and there are plenty more of that coming right up after this break ai that's great loved that's it so good Again, were we supposed to know who that person's voice was? The voice was just not, it was like familiar, but not familiar enough. So I think these are just like, I don't know what they're putting in on these AI generators, but. Yeah, it sounded Southern to me. I'll have to listen again. Yeah. Fifth time. Okay, so (laughs) we're back from break and we're going to talk about the Rosewood Shop. Thank you to Michael for sending this ice cream flavor paired with this episode the scoop of the week is a Malteser, and in parentheses, he put, I wondered if you pronounced this properly. Well, bitch, I Googled it. Ooh! <laughs> it's a Malteser McFlurry, so I guess this Malteser is a chocolate they have mm-hmm. elsewhere. So it's soft dairy, soft dairy ice cream swirled with mini Malteser clusters. Malteser are sphere, spheroid malted milk-centered surrounded by milk chocolate so i guess it's a whopper Whopper. okay but our whoppers aren't spheres they're like circles so maybe that's what makes them different all right never mind keep going isn't a circle a sphere i guess right it could be flat a spheres okay (laughs) uh the holes in the malted centers (laughs) represent the many holes in this episode first there are the holes in emily's stomach which you'd think would be the center of her problems but it looks like it's really a that's the pain in her side we have the hole in allison's autopsy report tom has decided to go back to isabel once again leaving an empty hole in ashley and hannah's life and finally we have the holes that could be in clay while it's spinning on a potter's wheel as Unchained Melody is playing puke, unfortunately. None of these holes are dipped in delicious chocolate. Too bad it makes them easier for everyone to digest. Mm. Thanks, Mike. The, uh, The ice cream shop in Rosewood is called Leon's. Lucky Leon's. So should it be like Lucky Leon's scoop of the week? It should be. And Michael is the head ice cream. Michael is the owner of Lucky Leon's. Yeah. Yeah. Or he likes the manager that scoops the ice cream yeah, flavor. Yeah, he comes up with the Yeah, flavors. because normally, like, we don't, sh- this episode we happen to have shown ice cream there, but it was the cupcakes that we saw with Hannah oh, and so the pig. it's like, a, like sweet a sweet shop. Sweet tr- shop. Sweet yeah. treat. Mm-hmm. Who, um, are you ready for MVP and Shetty? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, MVP on three. Yep. Three, three two, two, one, Ashley. Ashley. Yes. Yes, girl. She was great. And I'm I'm just glad that she took charge and she's and yeah. she said I changed, but your dad hasn't, and that's not good enough for me. And she doesn't want to be Isabel. She doesn't want to be Isabel. Mm-mm. She doesn't want to repeat old habits. Mm-mm. They die hard. You can either grow or you can evolve. I mean, you can either grow. <laughs> 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 you can either grow, evolve, or stay the same as what exactly. I'm Continue any on. of those any of those pick your choice you can say the same or you could grow <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you um shittiest so uh, i didn't have a shittiest i had the most annoying i have okay sure yeah i do most annoying on three sure three, three two, two one, one ezra, ezra. But but Ezra's, oh, I had Hannah when I did my notes originally but ezra honestly i think takes it from me it's just annoying That's yeah. like, he isn't shitty no, he it's just annoying. was annoying. He was 
just really yeah needy this episode yeah hannah because of how she reacted with her mom yeah and just like the comments about the holes in the stomach and then telling aria like i think your your brother is gonna Mm -hmm. you know be off the streets or whatever and yeah she's i love her always but you know the comments were yeah i I did want to give a blue ribbon to wayne yes he was pretty great I also maybe wanted to give a blue ribbon to Ella for the way she oh, tried yeah. to at least have a conversation with her kid. Yeah. She's trying. Yeah. I would give this like a 5.5 to a 6 on a cringe. Yeah. Would you give it more than that? No, I was gonna, 6 is good. 6. This is the cringiest yet. Wow. Ooh, yeah. I'm so curious if our listeners felt the same. Chat, what are, what are we... What are we thinking about the cringiness? Do we think that <sighs> it was pretty cringe this episode like more so and there was like a filter there was a filter on it Mm -hmm. in some of it like the Mm -hmm. scene with mike and ella and the friend in the in school jazz it it, jazz it was like that's what i'm talking about it they always look like they're in a dream sequence yeah like a flashback too that scene in the house i don't know why they do that (laughs) britney says buckle up for the cringe oh yeah well of course more to come it was so much cringe more to come unfortunately but fortunately for us in the content it's good yeah i mean it's fun to watch (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, and next week is a fun episode the title are you ready for Mm -hmm. season two episode nine Mm -hmm. is picture this okay my secret is juicy i've got a secret i've got a secret i've got a secret Jenna is a candidate for a cornea transplant <gasps> and she hopes to restore her vision. <laughs> I know. Aren't we excited for her? Jenna with vision. <laughs> She's speechless. She's, I gave her such a good secret. Oh my God. Oh my I know. God. I was like, I want to give Michelle a really good one. This is so And that's great. not even like the bulk of the episode. I mean, it's good shit, but. I really hope it happens. I wonder if they like go to do it and they're like, wait, you can actually see see this whole time. (laughs) No, she'll get her vision back. Maybe she'll lie about getting her vision back Mm. and then she can mess with the girls. Oh, yeah. It's so Jenna. That is what I'm hoping for. That's so pretty little liars. Yes, that's what I'm hoping for. I love it. But Toby would have to tell Spencer about that. He would have to. And la- yeah, unless he doesn't know, but I feel like that's a pretty I mean, big thing to hide from same your family. House. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> she'd have to hide from everyone. She couldn't even hide it. She'd have to. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. That's really exciting. It is. I'm really looking forward to that. I hope to see Jason next week. You will just to stir the Ezra Aria pot. I really want them shaken. I would also love for uh, his ex to come back. Jackie. Make an appearance. She's welcome anytime. I welcome I'm trying her. to think of one. She's not gone, but I don't remember when I she welcome her to the room. Makes an appearance. Yeah, there's lots of lots of stuff going on next week. Yeah, and I actually think this Emily swim thing is probably just gonna be like, oh, I'm still resting and that's it. I don't think we're gonna revisit swim for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone really wants to know what do we think or what do you think is missing from that page on the autopsy report? I think 
maybe it gives a description of who they like think the assailant was like six foot something right? or like, like based on footprints found in the area right. this could have been a size whatever shoe yeah uh i feel like yeah. but then again i feel like if it was that and they had arrested well ian had said yeah i killed her and you know he's dead or whatever why would that information matter like it would the information probably wouldn't contradict is what i mean because then wouldn't they be like, wait, that makes no sense. If it was someone else that wasn't like yeah. his stature, his height, his weight, his sex, whatever. You know what I mean? Or maybe they were just totally off. Or maybe. Or maybe, they maybe they're like, they're, oh, it's not 100%. And yeah, they're totally off. And Jason admitted to it. So they're like, okay. Plus, they're not going to revisit. Not Jason. Ian. <laughs> oh, guys. See, now you're saying. <laughs> well, you didn't say Ian, though. You said Jason. So that's a step up. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? <laughs> you were always calling them all Ian, but now you called him Jason. <laughs> right. You just can't get it right. Right. I know they're like the same in their brain. I know, but they're not. They're not the same at all. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess we don't ever find out what's on that paper. Or we do? I don't remember. Hmm. <laughs> this podcast sucks, doesn't it, guys? This, go- this podcast sucks. I'm sorry. It's like I... D- and there's a- some things that i go back and i'm like i need to know the answer of it right the second and then there's some things where i'm just like i'll just find out with everyone else. oh no you do a beautiful <laughs> job i'm just i'm like wait whose name is this everett uh, everett jeez I can, everett. Make, I can make my own show what is the other one? Oh, baron baron oh, everett baron, right <laughs> yeah i should go talk about pretty little liars and use those names and see how far i get Be like wait what mm-hmm. but hey we're getting a some vision next week i'm excited for that well she's a candidate great good for her yeah good for you jenna good for you queen can't wait yeah all right until next week thank you for listening thank you to our betties who are in the live chat that's something that interests you our description has our patreon link so check it out yeah and we'll be back next week for episode nine it's a doozy picture this Wink, wink. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to We Are Liars, a Pretty Little Liars podcast. You can email us at weareliarspod at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram and search Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty podcast produced and edited by Alyssa Tenio and Michelle Rubenstein. Music by Anthony Vacora.